Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 258, recorded live on the YBF Media Network on September the 26th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev, how you feeling? Uh, uh, <laughs> but, but back on the saddle. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Beat, Kevin. Oh my goodness. I, I first, you know what? I felt so terrible that we did not do an episode last week, but I was literally like almost hospitalized. Yeah, you don't, you sound sick, but you don't sound terrible. Yeah, I am like, I, I'm at probably like, 60% operating capacity right now. Okay. I would That's say. functional. Um, today is definitely my, like, so, I mean, I get really terrible bronchitis like I have since I was a teenager. When I get, when I get like sick, like when I get a cold, I don't get a cold. I get a sinus infection that turns into bronchitis. Right. And so typically when I feel my, my gland, my, my, um, you know, my glands on my neck, what, what do you call that? The lymph nodes. When I feel my lymph nodes start to like swell and, and hurt, I just start doing like the nasal spray and stuff like that. And usually that's enough to dry it out. And I've been able to keep I've kept in front of it for the last three years without going down to it. Like 2020 was the last time I had it. And um, yeah, th- I just I couldn't shake. Uh, my fiance brought some like cold home from the hospital. She was like, oh, some nurse like coughed on me today. And I was like, oh, well, that's that. And then we were both we were both sick, but like she had a cough for like three days or four days, and I was down for two weeks. Like right, like on our last episode, I was starting to feel it, and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling great and whatever. But then like by the end of that week, dude, I was like, and then I went to the doctor that gave me an antibiotic. It didn't, and I was like, this antibiotic isn't gonna work. And he was like, no, it'll work. And I'm like, it never works because they always try to give me like something with amoxicillin first, right? And, and I'm like, look, you don't understand like the power you're dealing with here. Like, like when I get sick like this, I get sick. And I was like, the moxicillin is not going to do it. But they gave it to me and it didn't work. And then I went back and I was like, look, it didn't work. Now give me the steroid and the nebulizer that work. And then they gave me that. And so I'm I'm on the second to last day of the steroid. I've been taking nebulizer treatments. It's you know, I might cough this week, folks. I'm sorry. I'll try to edit them out. Um, I mean, I'll definitely edit them out if I have a coughing fit, but got my inhaler close. I've got tea. And I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to bring the energy level up. I mean, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice that it's not like my usual dulcet tones. Yeah, that's all right. We'll we'll get through it. We managed to actually go out yesterday, though. Like, I I didn't go to like Disney or anything, but I did end up going out. Um, I'm so mad. I miss. I was supposed to go to Halloween Horror Nights with uh, Justin from DDP today, and 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 a bunch of other people, and. I completely missed out on it because I was sick. I was like, I was really trying hard to like 
you know, get up and go out and do it. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, there's no way. There was no way I would have like died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just yesterday. So yesterday we, we went and we had all you can eat sushi at like a lunch special. And then we went to Ikea, which is like a, a big deal for us. Because okay. we're boring old <laughs> people now. We bought a bookshelf and I'm like so excited because now that we have the bookshelf. We have a stuff for all the stuff that are in the boxes behind me. And okay. so now like my office can actually start to become this like power chamber that I want it to be. Feng Shui is a real thing. Do you like putting together the Ikea stuff? No, no. I, my I, wife I know, loves it. I know there are some people that love putting together Ikea furniture. It is maybe one, it is one of my least favorite activities on the planet. I'm indifferent on it, but my wife loves it. Like if we get something, I wait for her and like, you know, we'll build it together. But I mean, she's into it. She's great at building things. I it's crazy. Hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the pegs. I hate the I hate the the um the little wrench that looks like the L, which I can't remember the name of right now, but I knew the name yeah. of it when we were moving because it's all I oh, the Allen wrench. That was it. Allen wrench. Very good. Um, I just I actually bought my first like toolbox recently. Like I feel like a man now. Like I never had tools before, other than like a like pair of pliers, a, a Phillips head screwdriver, and like maybe a hammer at a time. I now have like this full toolbox with so many tools and an electric drill that I have no idea how to use. It's, you know, ah, you'll figure it out. It's I'll figure fun. it out. It's just power tools. It's not dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Come on. But yeah. Um, so yeah, things. So behind me is going to like on our patron show, uh, which you can see on video over on patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. You guys will start to see this uh, wall behind me kind of like take shape. Um, more puppets on display, more like nerdy stuff, picked up a bunch of shelving. So um, yeah, all is all well, right. all is Good. well, I'm ready to dive back into the, uh, the Disney news and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of Disney news this week? Like we have an e-ticket attraction that we had scheduled, which was going to be the top five. Oh, each of us were going to give five IPs except other than Marvel that are actually possible like that aren't either in the parks or underutilized or not in development currently that we would like to see brought to the parks. But there's so much news this week. I think we just have to focus on the news and we'll do that one next week. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. All righty. Well, jumping into the news. And before we do, folks, please check out our Patreon. If you haven't, if you love Two Men in the Mouse and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse. There's so much awesome stuff over there. Uh, awesome content we do a we do a we do a patron show both audio and video formats over there every single week uh and if we miss a week we make it up uh so like we're doing like a couple of patron shows this week because i was down last week uh but we're you know we're always we're you know we have the patron show we have the geek watchtower which we're recording later this week to be released uh probably this weekend and we've got oh, so much other stuff. We're going to be doing uh, watch alongs with uh, the sitcom episodes on video. We're going to be doing watch alongs with some YouTube videos, maybe some old home movies. I really can't wait to do the home movie watch. along. Me too. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I need to find my 1997 trip. I think like as I unpack, I'll probably be able to find it. But like that's a must watch because it's 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 bad. Like I'm I I'm, just, I'm just so bad. at it. I'm like I'm the snottiest 12 year old in the history of the world. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's do that one first. Yeah. I think we, maybe I'm, I was thinking about starting off maybe with like my eight, my 1987 trip. 
Okay. Because kind of, that way you could see what Disney was like. It like I would like ca- that. What the castle shows were like in the late eighties, and you know, like you'll you'll be a little surprised. Love it. Uh, so yeah, we can even do that this week because I have that one ready to go. Like that one's like cool, on my yeah, computer. Let's do it. So, all right, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll do that as an extra special bonus for Patreon this week. All right. The news this week uh, brought to you by our friends over at Away With Me Travel for all your travel needs. Not even just Disney. I mean, yes, they do great work with Disney. They booked Pete's Disneyland trip to perfection. Uh, Justin and his team over there got you Oogie Boogie Bash tickets when they were not available. Like they were just not available. And he was like, yeah, I got them for you. They're like ninjas. Yep. Uh, my dad was talk. My dad wants to talk to them about uh, the trip for him and my mom to Key West. Where uh, my my fiance and I are talking to them about our cruise for our wedding. Uh, you know, because we decided. I think we decided that our wedding is going to be like a beach ceremony, followed by a Disney cruise. And like our parents are like our parents and, and siblings, if they want to come, can like come on the cruise with us. That sounds good for everybody. Yeah, our, our thoughts were like, why spend you know, $30,000 on a wedding, which is on the low end. I mean, I think my brother spent like upwards of that. I don't even know Um, when we could spend like $5,000 for a ceremony and a cruise. Right. And and, and have like a really nice, get a nice room with the veranda and then like, you know, all the food and I, and I've wanted to take a cruise, a Disney cruise with my family for the longest time. Like I really think my parents would enjoy it. I think my grandmother would enjoy it. Um, Yeah. I think it would be, a really good time for everybody involved. So it sounds like fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you could convince your kids to do it, they, they're, they're afraid it's going to hit an iceberg, right? Oh my God. My daughter's so funny about that stuff. Like you brought up the idea of a cruise and they're like, what if the boat sinks? Like when's the last time a cruise ship sank? Ethan's not like that, but my daughter's like, uh, I would need to talk to the captain. <laughs> she can talk to the captain. Probably. I mean, he's out she there. Would like, want there are like captain meet and greets, like you know. And she she would one hundred percent need to do that. I think your kids would go ballistic on a Disney cruise. I think I really think they would enjoy it. I don't know. I'm I mean, not, they're just it's it's not sure. basic. It's you're just surrounded by like the atmosphere that they love already, right? And like even like you know, if your daughter wanted to like go off on her own, there's like teen clubs and stuff like that. I know you guys usually she does are, not want not, that. Yeah, I know you guys are usually pretty close knit on these trips, but. Um, you know, and Ethan, you know, Ethan's an adult now, so yeah, know, cannot believe Ethan's an adult. I like a real adult. I know it's weird. Like I remember being in the shop with you, and Ethan was like real. Abby wasn't even born yet. Ethan was real little, and he's trying to ask you. He's like maybe three years old, and he's trying to ask you questions about Spider Man while we're talking. Right, and then he goes, "Daddy," and he points at me, and he goes, "Can you answer my question when him leave?" <laughs> I'll never forget uh, that. That's like a core I, memory about your son that I have in my head. Did I immediately kick you out or no, you scolded him. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, because I was buying sure. I was buying stuff. So right. There you go. Um like I, I get out of here. My son needs to ask me why Spider-Man can stick to walls. <laughs> it's hard to explain sometimes. He I remember he used to ask you so many superhero questions. Yeah, he's like uh, you know, all kids, they're like sponges. Yeah. So yeah. They, and they just absorb that knowledge. Yeah, Spider Man is such a is like a big thing with kids again. Like I mean, it always has been. Always like has been. But it's like I I feel like it's like resurged now. I feel like we're doing the patron yeah. show right now. This is like what the patron show is like. It's really funny because you get to a point with your kids where Ethan knows he's so tapped into everything now. Mm. Like I ask him stuff all the time because he just you know 
he's a wealth of knowledge. Right, right. Even about pop cool. culture stuff. And, you I know, mean, the first time I was able to teach my dad something, I was like, because my father was an embryologist and then he went into like sales because um, he's doing sales for like a company that sells to embryology labs. And so I had been right. in sales for years. And I remember like when I got down and I started talking to him about like closing and like, you know, like like objections and and like I remember being like, this is kind of weird. Like I'm teaching my dad something. Um, all right. So worldwide news. We have stalled long enough. Worldwide news. The parking trams have returned to all four wow. parks in Walt Disney World. We have four parks with parking trams back in service so these brand you didn't new, think we would see this i never thought we'd see the day it's so funny because they built these like new tram stops at both epcot and studios like for the you know when they redid the parking lots and i'm like well this is useless they're never going to use these right and yeah so parking lot tram service has returned to operation at disney's hollywood studios and epcot following a three year absence that's, that's crazy insane. yeah uh, so service resumed back in Animal Kingdom back in May of 2022, and um, yeah, the Magic Kingdom uh back in December of 2021, which is good because those were the two that really needed it. Yep. Um, but I mean, like if you're parked in the space parking lots, uh, like the Wally, Eve, Rocket, and Gamora parking lots back there, I mean, like that's a hike without trams. But now at Epcot, I believe they have two tram lines now because they've got the one for yeah. Well, I mean, they're only really parking one side at a time so i guess it runs right. on but then again people going back to their cars probably still need the tram so i don't know how that works i guess we're gonna find out i'll let you know we're going uh this weekend to epcot so oh nice yeah doing a little food and wine we were gonna tr go for the um the annual pass holder preview for moana but uh we were gonna go october 1st and realized we couldn't and then we we're gonna like oh let's go september 30th and then we realized they're doing it the 29th and the first but they're not doing it on the 30th yeah so I don't know if that's going to happen now. Uh, the Fab 50 statues are staying put. Remember, we like were wondering about that. Like, are they going to get rid of these? These are really cool. Like, everybody likes them. Uh, they're staying put, but they are getting a little bit of a makeover. Okay. What are they doing? So the Fab 50 character statues installed as part of the 50th anniversary celebration are sticking around with a refreshed look. Disney says that over the next few months, Imagineers will be sprinkling a touch of timeless pixie dust to refresh the Disney Fab 50 character collection across all four theme parks, the My Magic Band Plus interactive elements will continue as before. The uh, There are 50 of these golden statues at all four Walt Disney World theme parks, and uh, they were updated to enable interactive sounds that respond sometimes to the Magic Band Plus. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times I've waved at like the Figment statue and nothing happened. Yeah, well, like the figment statue just plays like generic music. I didn't. I always I know. wanted to be like, let's use our imagination or like play play one little spark or something. Like, come on. Um. So yeah, the uh, we have seen that these um, the the Animal Kingdom ones were the first ones to get the refresh. Weirdly enough. Okay, what is the refresh? What did what did they look like? They no longer feature the 50th anniversary medallion. And they were refinished, so they're they're like shinier and newer again, and they don't have the fiftieth anymore. I'm cool with that. I feel like they're going to stick around for a couple of years. Wait, and they took away that like purple iridescent, um, like coloring to them. Okay, they're just pure gold now. Which I mean, look, I'm all for them sticking around forever. I love them. I think they add so much to the parks. Yeah, me too. They're and they're not gaudy. No, they're you know not, what I mean? They're not gaudy yeah. and they're a good photo opportunity. 
Yeah, like you have to actually look for them, which I like. They're not mm-hmm. just like, you know, in your face. It's funny. I remember when they put the giant hat in in Hollywood Studios <laughs> and, you know, so many people were like, this oh, is gosh. crazy looking. Now, yeah. of course, we all ended up loving it. And uh-huh. when they took it down, people were like, oh, no. But I, these statues aren't like an eyesore in any way. Can we agree that maybe one of the most universally stupid and despised ones was the little magic wand hand on spaceship earth for all those years where first it was 2000 and then it was just Epcot. I liked the 2000s. I was like, Oh, okay. This is kind of like, you know, something for the millennium. And then I I didn't think they were going to take it right down because it just, but it stayed way too long, way too long, way too long. My fear then was, wow, you're never going to see Spaceship Earth just look like Spaceship Earth ever again. Well, like, it's always going to be there. Yeah. But, you know, those these things tend to, you know, bounce back to the way they originally were. Because then, yeah, what's old is new again, you know? Uh, Disney is currently casting a whole host of male characters, including Bruno from Encanto. Cool. Yeah. So they are currently casting in what looks like an effort to boost the character lineup in the coming months, uh, the early October casting session seeks performers to portray Bruno, Naveen, Aladdin, Flynn Rider, Prince Charming, Gaston, the Snow Prince. I guess that's Snow White's Prince. Snow Maybe. Prince. Prince Eric and Jack Sparrow. Disney previously announced that starting September 15th, Br- um, which, you know, has passed already. Bruno from Encanto is joining the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade at the Magic Kingdom, which we did report on last time. Uh, here's the casting notice seeking the following roles performers five foot ten to six foot two with an athletic build, a confident outgoing personality and the ability to story tell to guests for the following roles and then lists the roles that we did. So performers five, six to five, nine are um, with an athletic build and a confident outgoing personality and the ability to story tell to guests are being called for Bruno. But for all the other roles, it's five, ten to six, two. OK, so. There you have it, folks. Um, casting. If you are, a, a, you know, a performer and you've always dreamed of being a Disney character and you fit those characteristics, maybe do some crunches uh, and go down to the casting call. Do a couple push-ups. Get a nice pump going. Awesome. Yeah. Um, annual pass holders are getting complimentary Oswald the Lucky Rabbit magnets this year. Yay. Yeah. It's, a, it's gray, which I don't love. Like, the D is gray. But... The Oswald. Well, I mean, it's black you, and white. No, because the Oswald's in color. So, like, that's mm. it right there. I'm showing it to Pete right now. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I look. I'm getting it. I'll, I'll get it this weekend. So, in honor of Disney 100, Disney's annual pass holders can soon pick up an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit magnet at Epcot. Uh, you can hop over to Creation Shop at Epcot from September 20th to October 23rd while supplies last. Um. So, yeah, these. Typically, never go to the first day of one of these magnet giveaways because they're always mobbed and stupid. There's a wild line, right? Yeah, we for the Dumbo one, like there was a wild line that wrapped around like forever. And then, like when we went, maybe like two weeks later, we just walked right up and got it. I remember sitting in Electric Umbrella one time. We were on the window seats, and the the line reached all the way over there. And I remember thinking, like, I think it's really cool that they do this, but I don't know if I'd want to like stand in this line for an mm-hmm. hour. So, you know, two weeks ago on our last episode, we talked about the blue sky concepts, you know, all those things that Disney might want to do sometime in the future, maybe uh, potentially, but definitely coming possibly in the near time future or maybe longer. 
Uh, right. So Wakanda has joined Coco, Zootopia, and Encanto on the list of maybe, according to Josh <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, speaking to the New York Times, Disney Parks chairman Josh Tamara widened the Blue Sky wish list even further to include Wakanda from Black Panther. Imagine bringing Wakanda to life, tomorrow said. In terms of bringing the latest Disney Marvel Pixar intellectual property to the parks, we haven't come close to scratching the surface, and we have learned that incorporating Disney IP increases the return on investment significantly. So there you go right there. For everyone that's like, why is everything IP? It's because it makes money. So... Um, so Disney has recently changed its tactics on how it discusses plans for new attractions and is now openly discussing blue sky projects before they are ever greenlit at one time, which I think is not a great idea. I agree with you because when these things don't happen, everyone's going to be like, you said it was going to happen. And it's like, no, we said it might happen maybe in the near future sometime right. possibly. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like this, like, um, this idea of just like, well, what if we made a Wakanda, but then don't. Because I feel like it's we don't have anything to talk about that's exciting right now, like because all of our like big refurbishments are like done. Right. Once Epcot's done, like all four parks have now had like a major makeover, starting with New Fantasyland and going all the way through Pandora, um, you know, Toy Story, Star Wars, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge and now New Epcot. We are not getting. um you know, anything new for a long time. So I think they're just kind of like, we got to talk about something. Let's talk about things that might happen and get people excited. And hopefully they forget about it. I mean, I think it's weird. Like, I, I don't know, like the breakdown of how they can use certain characters, but like, I when believe, you say, well, I believe black Panther is, is doable. in cause I, I think they, they had a black Panther meet and greet for a while. Didn't they? I don't think so. In Walt Disney world. I think they might. I mean, they did in, in land, but I don't remember one in Disney world. Oh, maybe not. It depends. I think it all depends also on like which characters belong to Universal. That's what I'm and... saying. Are 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 you getting? Because this is entirely possible. Are you getting Wakanda? No Black Panther. That would be weird. It would be weird, but it might be something they could do. Yeah. Like I highly doubt Universal has the rights to the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or. You'll. This is a Disneyland or Hong Kong or Shanghai blue sky concept. It never said Walt Disney World. It just oh, said yeah. like, but it was being talked about alongside Coco and Encanto and all those other things, right. which are Walt Disney World. So I'm pretty sure because like they had Star Lord, they had Doctor Strange. Um, I'm pretty sure Black Panther is fair game. But uh, when was his first his first I... appearance? Was Fantastic Four, wasn't it? Yeah, Fantastic Four oh, fifty two. Maybe, maybe they don't have it then because I don't think they do. Universal has, and all even Fantastic if you remember. That Doctor Strange meet and greet was like a temporary thing till it got shut down. Yeah. Like yeah. that well, like wasn't gonna be there for a long time. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Uh, and never Star- to be seen ever again. The Star Lord and Baby Groot was great though. Yes. Because Universal has the Avengers, um uh the Avengers, they have Fantastic Four, and they have the X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. So, you know, all the good ones. Uh but like saying the Avengers, like that really is a broad term. Sure is. So. Because if you're going by like, you know, first appearances, Captain America wasn't first appearance in the Avengers, but he is an Avenger. So. Well, his first appearance actually in the yeah. modern age is an Avengers four. True. But can I tell you, though, like. I hate that universal area that that island that marvel island so much like i've always hated it 
but I hate it so much more now. Every time I see uh, Avengers Campus over in Disneyland, I'm like, I hate this so much more than I ever have hated it before. You know what? I don't hate it at all. Part of me really likes it. Like I walk by there like, sorry, sorry, Wolverine. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, their their characters are always interesting. Their characters are awful. They're so always I, pretty interesting. Spider-Man is great because it's yes. hard to not get Spider-Man right. Their Captain Americas are almost always great. Yeah, the Captain Americas are OK. I, I, there were a couple of them that were kind of like dude bros. And right. I was just like, oh, OK, you're not Captain America. But they don't bring out Doom or the Green Goblin anymore, though, which like, no. I'm like come on, man. Like, these are great. Yeah. The Goblin yeah, would just run around terrorizing people. Yeah, the go- you know, I actually got a great picture with the goblin in the Spider-Man exit queue, the mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. I was walking through and then, like we turned a corner and there he was. And I was like, well, that's terrifying. One time I saw him like he was like running around, like, you know, going nuts at people. And then he ran into the building with the Spider-Man photo op. And then all of a sudden came running out and Spider-Man was chasing him. No, oh, that's pretty great. Like, I was like, okay, that's something you wouldn't see at Disney. Like, that's something that, yeah. like, Universal probably gave them more freedom to do. But, like, it was great. Like, it was super cool. Like, could you imagine, like, taking a picture with Spider-Man and all of a sudden the Green Goblin bursts in and he, like, chases him out? Yeah, I love that. Oh, my gosh. So cool. By the way, speaking of Spider-Man, that Spider-Man video game comes out, you know, within the next month now. Know. Spider-Man do I, have, I have Miles and I haven't played it. Do I need to play that first? Yes, I think so. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, but it's short. Wait. It's it's like half the the it's like half the length of the original. Yeah, game. I heard it's like eight hours. Yeah, it's it's really it's basically glorified DLC. Yeah, I'm cool with that. It, I mean, but it's great. Like the Miles game is really fantastic, and it gives you a good good idea of like how the gameplay mechanics for Miles are going to work with, with the Venom blasts and with the camouflage and you know right. all that good stuff. Have you seen like the the playthroughs though of this game, like with the web wings and? Yeah, I've seen some stuff. It looks great. Oh, it looks so good, and the symbiote. Like the way they like have the symbiote moves, it just looks unbelievable. And the guy that plays Spider Man in this, I mean, he is so so good, so so good. And and like he just brings such gravitas. Like that first, I'm sure you played the first game. Yeah, yeah. That fight on the side of the building with him and Doc Ock, where they're just throwing hands at each other, and Peter's like screaming at him with like the mask half off and like in this armor, and I'm just like, oh man. Like this is like this is almost better than any like Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Like it was yeah, great. It's it's just such a classic story of like and then like the the prison break, like the prison break scene. I was like, this is like one of the greatest video game like sequences I've ever participated in because it was just so cool. Like everything about it was so cool. Yeah, they do a great job with that. They, they really do. It's almost like they're these Spider-Man games are like the new Arkham. Uh yeah, and they kind of like like piggybacked off the Arkham like system with like the yeah, but it makes more sense with Spider Man almost because of the spider sense. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, to, to have like the thing over your head, like the the hap the haptic feedback or whatever on the controller. But the um, which is funny because they they put at that Arkham Knights game out, which was supposed to be like your return to Arkham. It was not, and it no is, no, I I have it. I've played it once. I thought about playing it again. I actually, you know, I just replayed and I was like, why am I replaying this? Uh, the Avengers game. I, you know, it's one of those games. I was like, I'm going to get this. <laughs> and then universally, I think all of my friends, we were just like, oh, looks terrible. It's it's awful. I mean, it was clearly made for like co-op 
And yeah. I don't I don't do that. I'm gaming. I is don't a really sol- either. Gaming is a solitary experience for me. Like same. Anytime I have like tried to play any game online, even with friends, I'm like, I hate this. Like, I, I can't get into it. And I used to love like as a kid, like we would bring like our copy of No Mercy, WWF No Mercy over to our friends house or Mario Kart or Goldeneye. And we would like play for hours. And I was like, this is great playing games with friends. For some reason, when they're not like physically sitting there with me, I'm I'm not engaged with it. I can't get into it either. Like, and I've tried like playing Smash Brothers with my brothers online or like Mario Kart or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not like I'm not into this. Yeah, I mean, oh. I think, you know, like the Call of Duty crowd, like mm-hmm. I, I just it's not something I could ever see myself doing. Well, like, am I? Oh, no. First person games in me are not a mix. Like we do not get along. Um, right. I get like I get like dizzy during first person games, but uh, and I'm terrible at them. But like my um, like my fiance's friends love to play Mario Kart and I like playing with them. I mean, I I do and I don't. I don't because they're really good. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Like I don't I don't love losing. Yeah, I don't love losing to them, but like and like they're like really like nice to me about it. They're like, you're getting better. Like, and I'm just like, don't patronize <laughs> me. I'm in 25th place. The computer characters are beating me. Like, do you do you have a go-to cart character? I'm a classic. I always go Mario. Okay. I I I'd mix it up all the time, but I know like my kids have their go-tos. Who are their go-tos? I'm assuming Peach uh, or Daisy for for Abby. Yep. Abby likes Peach. Um Ethan likes Shy Guy. I was going to say Ethan's going to have a weird one. Yeah, he likes Shy Guy. There's also um who's the mole? Monty Mole? Monty Mole. I love Monty. I liked Monty Mole in Mario Baseball. I never played that. Oh, uh, it was for the Wii. You had to actually like mm-hmm. swing the bat. And my brothers and I played the heck out of that game. It was for they never made another one. I was like, come on. Like this game was so good. Uh I enjoyed the Wii temporarily. Yeah. yeah the Wii is the Wii was not good for long-term gameplay, but it was good for games like Mario Baseball. Right. Like playing a Zelda game on it was awful. But uh you I know, remember uh, Wii Wii bowling. Do you remember Wii bowling? Oh god, yeah. We bowling, like we <laughs> sports in general, like they had a fencing one. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Like the bowling, bowling and the I, tennis. And I think I legitimately tennis. hurt my arm. We bowling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my favorite was on the Big Bang Theory when they were doing the archery, the Wii archery. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon's. Yep. He's actually wearing like the archery glove and, uh, but yeah. Um. So my fiance, her her go to character is King Boo. Okay, she'll go King Boo or she'll go um. I forget the name of the character. It's from Animal Crossing. It's like because they put in like the Animal Crossing girl in there. Yep. So she likes she likes to play as her Isabel. She's, she's Isabel or she's King Boo. Uh, sometimes I'll switch it up and I'll be Link because, you know, I like that Link's in the game. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> hey, I think we're off topic enough. Uh, in further worldwide news, Disney plans to expand parks investment to 60 billion dollars over the next decade. That's it. Yeah, basically they're they're doubling their investment. They they were taking the money they were probably gonna invest in Central Florida, like building that big like you know like yep. center, and they're just investing it back into the parks and the cruise ships at this point. So um, yeah, Walt Disney. In, other, company, in other news, tickets will be five hundred dollars a day. Yeah, for for real. <laughs> uh, senior Disney executives, including Bob Iger and Josh Tomorrow gathered on Wall Street with analysts uh, and investors at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm sorry, they gathered with Walt Disney World analysts and investors at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando for an investor summit focused on the park's business. 
Um, and Iger said, we're incredibly mindful of the financial underpinning of the company the need to continue to grow in terms of the bottom line and the need to invest wisely so that we're increasing the returns on invested capital and the need to maintain a balance sheet for a variety of reasons, <laughs> says, says the great spender himself. <laughs> The man who spent $4 billion to get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and have yet to do anything with them. Uh, That's amazing. The company is able to absorb these costs and continue to grow the bottom line and look expansively at how we return value and capital to our shareholders. I mean, like Bob Iger's like, I like Bob Iger, but like his career is mostly just like, look at all this stuff I bought, like, which I like, but, but like, I feel like the company is like long term hurting from that now. That's I mean, interesting. You, what do you think the total? I mean, I'm sure we can find this out, but like the combined cost of buying Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and Fox has got to be like pushing twenty twenty billion dollars. What's right? funny? I think I think buying Marvel and buying Star Wars are both you know such windfalls that I don't think it matters. I always am weird about the Pixar one. Well, because Pixar was going to leave them, right? Yeah, I story. guess Pixar was going to leave. And I, I just don't think Pixar, I think it's impossible to maintain that level of like Pixar gold that was coming out. Yeah, yeah. So like is Pixar still worth the same amount? Now listen, <laughs> don't just look at it as movies, right? There's all sorts of like merchandise and rights and you see it everywhere. So I mean, yes, listen, Disney has not lost money on any of these things. Right, right. But it is funny they did spend so much in such a short period of time. <laughs> now, I mean, can we agree though that the 20th Century Fox acquisition is maybe their dumbest decision ever? Hmm. Like Warner Brothers was for sale at the same time. Maybe you could have gotten them and gotten DC. You can't. They would have never let them keep Marvel and DC. Yeah. Um yeah, the Fox stuff's weird, right? Because we were all like, what are they going to do with things like aliens? Nothing. You know, or Futurama. What are they no- doing with these things? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, and, you know, because it's uh, they they got conned with this one, I think. Like, I mean, yes, they like I guess they own The Simpsons now. They own Family Guy. But like, I still watch Family Guy. I don't know anyone that still watches The Simpsons, Um, though. I do watch it on Disney Plus every once in a while. Like I watch like, the older stuff. Simpsons does have a it has a an audience. You know, I go to it's funny because like I go to Universal and I it, it like promotes something for Disney for me. But like I go to Universal and I go into the the restaurant in the Springfield area, right. and like the clips that they're showing, I'm just like, man, this show is funny. Like this show is just so funny. Yeah. Uh, and so then I'll go home and I'll watch the Simpsons on Disney Plus, but. Yeah, and like uh, you know, they got Deadpool, and they got again the X Men and the Fantastic Four, but they are being so slow on this on the X Men and the Fantastic Four. Remember, too, a big part of that was getting a New Hope. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, that's true because Twentieth Century Fox. Um, but I mean, like, and then you have like stupid things, like when Victoria Alonso was like, "Well, why are we calling them the X Men?" Yeah, well, because that's their name. They're the X Men, like human. Like, there's human and there's X Men. Like, uh, doesn't mean that they're men because they were never all men. Where Where is she now, though? Yeah, she's fired, which right. was the best move that Disney made. Um. So, and then uh, tomorrow says we have an ambitious growth story that is supported by a proven track record and a bold vision, uh, for the future of our parks business. All of this just sounds like regular, you know, corporate. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, so. It isn't clear 
uh, how much of that 60 billion is earmarked for Walt Disney World. Sorry. This is me okay. per- perusing as I'm reading. Um, you know, I read these before we go on the air, but I like scan them basically I like to pick out the nuggets. Um, so the Disney parks business is a key driver of value creation for the company and a positive segment results in recent past quarters through fiscal year 23 Q3 have come in part from strong performance at Disney's international parks, particularly those in Asia, Shanghai Disney Resort and Hong Kong Disneyland have both shown meaningful growth coming out of the pandemic. Um so I mean well, that's interesting, but like Disney doesn't get all of that money because they don't fully own those parks. Right. Do they they fully own Paris, right? Uh yes, it but, is the it's the Asian parks. I don't think they <laughs> Yeah, because they don't fully they own, own Tokyo. They don't fully own Tokyo either. Right. Tokyo, Hong Kong, or Shanghai. Um so Disney says that its business growth strategy for the parks over the next 10 years will be a focus on stories, scale, and fans. So uh, as far as stories, tomorrow says we have a wealth of untapped stories to bring to life across our business. Frozen, one of our most successful and popular animated franchises of all time, could have a presence at the Disneyland Resort. Wakanda has yet to be brought to life. The world of Coco is just waiting to be explored. There's a lot of storytelling opportunity. Uh, scale. Tomorrow said we stand alone when it comes to scale. And while our scale is impressive, we have no shortage of space or regions of the world in which to tell new stories. I mean, with Walt Disney World, that's very true because so little of the land is actually developed. So and then uh, he's and for fans, he says, ultimately, what is most important to us is the relationship that we have with every guest. Guests can spend a day with us at our parks, a week with us on a cruise or the rest of their lives with us through Disney Vacation Club membership. So. There you go. What a good, what a great sales line there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spend the rest of your life with us, <laughs> and the rest of your money forever. Um, yeah, but you know, a lot of you figure like some of that sixty billion is going to go toward like building new cruise ships, and because like I yeah. feel like the crew, I feel like they're just cranking out new cruise ships now. I, I'm I I don't again. I don't know anything about the cruise game, but like, how many ships do we need? Yeah, that was the thing. like I was shocked when they announced the treasure because I'm like, the witch just came out. Like, yeah. I thought the same thing. Came out like a year ago, and now like the next, like two years later, there's another. Like this isn't like a like a Marvel sequel. Like this is a billion dollar cruise ship. Like, do we retire ships? Like, I don't know how it works. You know, no, because the magic is still. I, I think I thought some of them were retired, but the magic is the first one, I believe, and that's still going. Wow. But like, there's so many ports now. That's the thing. I think they're just trying to expand to as many ports as possible because there's Disney cruises leaving out of. You know, New York and Miami and um, Port Canaveral and Texas and, you know, Europe and Singapore. And like they're so they need more and more ships, I guess, the more ports they want to open. Right. But I mean, the good thing is that each new ship like comes here first, pretty much. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, they come here first. And uh, most of them are like, I don't know if the word is incorporated or like registered. They're registered in uh, the Bahamas. I guess it's like a tax, a way to like get around taxes or whatever. Right. Because all the ships are pretty much registered that I well, the wish I know and a bunch of the other ones are all registered in Nassau. So that's also why they go to Nassau, I think, all the time. Right. Which I don't get off the ship at Nassau. Just why would I? I'm going to take advantage of the fact that maybe a couple hundred people got off the ship and go on the Aquamouse a bunch of times. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, in resort news, Narcoozies is closing again. Huh. I feel like it just reopened after yeah. that like big refurbishment. 
Uh, so it is currently closed. It closed as of September 17th. And it's getting additional equipment updates. So despite only recently reopening from a major refurb, it appears that more work is needed to bring the restaurant up to full operational capacity. Disney says that it expects Narcoozies to reopen by mid-October 2023. Um, it will also be featured on the Gordon Ramsay show, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. No, I'm kidding. Could you, ima- <laughs> could you imagine he goes in there? It's raw! Like, That'd be awesome. That's why they're closed, because Gordon Ramsay shut it down, and he's going to like refurbish it. Kitchen Nightmares, which came back last night yeah oh, dude we're on I watched a, it we are on such a gordon ramsay kick right now we've been watching i love like, gordon so we've been watching hell's kitchen like you know season hell's kitchen season. comes back next week i, I know think. we're going season by season so we're on like season nine right now of hell's kitchen and we just we get so into it we're like yelling at the tv like we're we we yell at hell's kitchen the way people yell at sports yeah i you know for what i know hell's kitchen's not a good show but for whatever reason, I I do bite, genuinely bite your like tongue. It. it is a good show. It isn't, but I do. What's genuinely not good about Hell's it. Kitchen? Well, especially the early seasons. It's so fabricated. It's I really mean, funny. A lot of yes, but I mean, like they're really cooking raw stuff. So, have you ever eaten in any of his restaurants? No. So for my, they they're opening a Hell's Kitchen in Miami, and for, okay, yeah. For my birthday, we were talking about maybe like in April. Uh, first, we were going to take the Bright Line down, the, the new commuter train mm-hmm. that goes from Tampa to Orlando to Miami. But that would be like literally $300. Right. $80 per person each way. So we were like, no, we'll just like drive the three hours or whatever it takes yeah. to get to Miami. Um, and we might go to Hell's Kitchen because I need to try that beef Wellington. Let me tell you something that well, I feel so bad, right? Like mm. I've gone to Gordon Ramsay Steak a bunch, which is like yeah. his kind of premier restaurant. And is then- that in New York? Um, no, there's one in Vegas, there's one okay. in AC. The one in AC kind of stinks, but the one in Vegas is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone to Health Kitchen. Um, he what has like it, a does it look like the show in the restaurant? Okay, so With the, the blue and the red. I've okay, so there's two, right? Like the yeah. AC one doesn't, it's like a retrofitted restaurant, okay. it does look like that. But it's not the entire restaurant. I'll send you pics later. We went okay. for Ethan's birthday in April. The one in in Vegas is full blown like the restaurant. It's the restaurant, yeah. Yeah. Do, now, like, do people like yell in the kitchen or anything like no, that? No, there's to, like, no yell. yell. Okay, I didn't think. I so. gotta tell you, the food is wonderful. Listen, are you eating overpriced kind of food? <laughs> of course you are. You're kind of in a touristy area, yeah. but yeah. I I feel terrible because I can't not get that beef Wellington every time. Uh, there's a prefix menu that includes the beef Wellington for yeah. it's like not, ninety bucks. You get yep. um. I forget what the the appetizer is, but it's you not get the, the risotto. I don't know if you get the risotto anymore. I'm I think sure it's, you do. Maybe it is. Uh, it's like the yeah the risotto, the beef Wellington, and like the the like toffee pudding or whatever. Yeah, the sticky toffee yeah. pudding. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The risotto is the best thing I ate last time I went. It was, was it just unbelievable. Was it the the pea mush puree? No, they had just or? switched it over. I can't remember if it like was a lobster butternut risotto squash. Or... Uh, yeah, it was lobster. I can't yeah, because I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat the pea risotto because like you don't like peas? No, no, that is a. That is one of the that is one of the Kev like circle of like no foods. It's really yeah. And most these. of the, and most of them are green. Most of the foods that I don't like are green, which is really I weird. Veggies. I mean, look, I like. Guy. I mean, I'll eat broccoli all day, every day. I, I don't mind. So I don't. I like Brussels sprouts. I, you know, um, for me, it's celery, cilantro, um, uh, peas, 
or any variation therein, like edamame and all that stuff. Like, no, okay, none of that. And I don't like green. I like orange peppers and red peppers and yellow peppers. I don't like green peppers. All right. I I, I want to say this is a mental hang up. It might be. It very well might be. But I, I'll eat broccoli. I love broccoli. Hmm. You know, like I, I steam broccoli all the time. That's like, but I, I take like a, you know, my, my fiance's a dietitian. And so, you know, she's just like, I can't believe you don't like you have to eat vegetables. Like you can't like not eat vegetables. But yeah, vegetables like, well, are good for you. I'm like, well, I'm taking these these like I take this like green like um not, not like I don't do like the green shakes, but I do like a green um like pill. a shamrock shake. No, like, it's like a yeah, exactly a shamrock shake. Uh, yeah, I have a greens pill, like a, a supplement. Okay, so I take two of those in the morning, and like that's supposed to be like my vegetable intake for the day. And she's like, no, it's not. I was gonna say, I'm sure it's just so, as good. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, no, you have to actually eat vegetables. Um, but yeah, oh, and asparagus. I don't eat asparagus anymore. I used to I like asparagus. Well, no, I used to eat asparagus, and you know what? I'll tell the asparagus story another time. <laughs> All right, maybe on the patron show, Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. It's good. Moving on. Well, they Not also have. Well, well, here in Orlando, they have um, Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips. Oh, cool. But it's like I, it doesn't have great reviews. We were actually going to go yesterday, and then we were like, oh, let's go get sushi instead. But because it's in Icon Park, it's right by the big Ferris wheel. Okay. And it didn't have like fantastic reviews, but I, I mean, it is like a fat like and I was like, do I really want my first Gordon Ramsay like food experience to be fast food? Basically. Well, listen, I mean, we go to when I go to Vegas, I will typically one of the first things I'll do is go to Gordon Ramsay Burger because it's kind of right by where we stay. And listen, Gordon Ramsay Burger is nothing special. It's like a burger place. Yeah. Um, we like it, you know, and they have some yeah. kind of unique items that I usually order. But I mean, I get it. You just have to realize if you're going to fish and chips, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be know, like it's fine. Not, it's not fine dining. No, it also doesn't cost, you know, what the fine dining well, costs. Exactly. It's like but. 15 bucks, I think, for like fish right. and chips so um which isn't terrible uh, especially when you go to like chipperies like even in new jersey like they're a million dollars um right. but yeah the uh do you watch uh hotel hell i watch all of them i love it i love hotel hell I love yeah 20- i shouldn't say that the only one i can't watch it i can't get into master chef anymore uh, you know i've never tried master chef it's i liked in the beginning but i just can't do it anymore but i watch all of his, his other programs well, I almost gave MasterChef Junior a try because I was like, oh, does he yell at little kids? Because like that sounds really funny. And he doesn't. He does not. Apparently, he's very nice. Though. I'm like, I don't want to see him be nice. Honestly, he doesn't really yell at them on MasterChef at all. Well, he said, um, my friend said, like, uh, he's like, you know, he's really nice to them. But then, like, there's one episode where they do, like, a full on, like, dinner service. And then he turns into Gordon Ramsay. And right. I was like, OK, that 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 sounds fun. But um, I mean, oh, come on, like the blind taste test on Hell's Kitchen, like you're I yelling love it. at the, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. And oh, the, I mean, yeah, a lot of like the drama, I think, is is so fabricated, but I, I can't get over how much I love it. I mean, he's on, Gordon's on Disney Plus, too, on a bunch of National Geographic yeah. things. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy, like, we, we looked it up yesterday. I mean, he's worth like 800 mil. Yeah, he's he's big time. Not the richest chef in the world, though. I believe that it's actually the guy that invented the poke bowl. Hmm. We did this. We did this research yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Like while we were driving, like we were, cause we were, we were like listening. We're on such a Gordon kick. We we're listening to like his autobiography, which is horrifying by the way. Like it, we're like, ah, oh, this will be fun. Let's listen to it. He's like my dad. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like yeah. he, like it's, it's his past is dark. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Disney says it expects Narcuzzi's to reopen 
by mid-October 2023 after Chef Ramsay gives it the green light. I'm kidding. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay has nothing to do with the with the Narcoozies. Um Other dining locations at Grand Floridian will remain available, including the signature dining favorite, Citrico's. So there you have it. Um, okay. You know, if you're wanted to go to Narcoozies this month, you're, you're, you're you know, not happening. Uh, further resort news, the walkway between Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa and Disney's Polynesian Village Resort is currently closed. Uh, so if you're trying to walk back from the Magic Kingdom, that's not going to happen. That'd be unfortunate. Yep. Uh, so that is because construction on the nearby Polynesian vac- Disney Vacation Club Tower is the reason for the closure. Disney has not listed a reopening date at this time. Uh, no water park news, no Disney Spring news, but we do have some Magic Kingdom news. Oh, and good. This is not going to be news to anyone that paid any bit of attention two weeks ago, but uh, a bear made a surprise appearance at the Magic Kingdom um, a week ago on September 18th, Monday, September 18th. Uh, and that caused a whole mess of trouble. Yeah, this is something I can enjoy from afar. Yeah, this was you. You texted me about this. A million people texted me about this, that like there's a bear in the Magic Kingdom, and it is causing havoc. And I said, this is what happens when you try to change the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> the, the bears revolt. They're like, that is my culture. That is, You know, like uh, the bear culture is steeped in offensive country songs. <laughs> How dare you inject your IP into this? Uh, so, you know, it was a black bear. It wasn't even like a grizzly bear or anything like that, you know? Right. Black bear will still kill you as dead as a, as a grizzly bear, but... Pretty sure. Uh, Maybe it might take. We we used to have black bears up in the Poconos when we had our, my my grandparents had the little cottage up there, and uh, yeah, they are not fun to see in person. Yeah, they're still bears. Yeah, they are. They are one hundred percent bears. Like you ever see that? Like there's this video of like some guy in China who like jumped into like the panda cage, and like he tries to like hug the panda bear. Oh boy! And the panda just mauls him. Oh. <laughs> uh, so the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission successfully captured. The adult female black bear from inside the Magic Kingdom. Uh, let's name her Betty. Betty the bear. Okay. So Betty the bear uh, climbed a tree near Big Thunder Mountain in Frontierland. Apparently, she was trying to uh, stake out her spot for Happily Ever After that night. You know, she figured get a bird's eye view. But what Betty didn't realize was that if you watch it from Frontierland, you're not getting the full experience because you got to see yeah, the protections no. and you know the Maybe fireworks. She's seen it before. The fireworks are, are are shot off so far away. I mean, come on, Betty. Like you know, um, she in Frontierland though. So I mean, like it was like sticking to the theme. You know, right. the wild frontier is a bear. Uh, caused three of the Magic Kingdom's lands to remain closed for the morning as teams attempted to move the bear to safety. Uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission said they captured the bear in a backstage area near the railroad tracks behind its small world. <laughs> behind its small world? So, like, they had a full-on chase with this bear. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, like they they like how did they get it out of the tree? Like, I mean, they had to. They must have had to just wait for it to come down out of the tree, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because I mean, you're or not like food out or something. Yeah. And then like then they had to like chase it down. Yeah. Could you imagine like you're backstage at Disney, like you're about to clock into like your nine hour shift? You're just like looking down. You got your headphones. You got your earbuds in. Like you look up and then just like bear. There's a, there's a bear comes running by with like guys with a butterfly net running after it. Like I'm sure it wasn't a butterfly <laughs> net. But... 
Uh, the commission says that the bear will be was relocated to an area near the Ocala National Forest, about 80 miles from Walt Disney World. Um, and uh, yeah, that bear is deader than disco. Uh, no, I'm kidding. The, the bear is alive. I'm sure. I'm sure they didn't <laughs> kill the bear. <laughs> yeah, we relocated it to oblivion. <laughs> we relocated it to bear heaven. Uh, most of the Magic Kingdom reopened by 12.30 p.m., but the Walt Disney World Railway, Railroad remained closed for most of the day. Maybe the bear pooped on the tracks. A little, little too close for comfort. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why they, like, just kept it, like, maybe the maybe, like, like the bear, like, wreaked havoc along, like, the, the train tracks. Like, no, not if it like, opened up later. No, I mean, no. It's, it, like, was, it was still closed through most of the day so I mean, yeah most it, of the day maybe, if it tore it, like, the tracks like the yeti on everest i'm pretty sure you maybe know, it maybe it reopened. Knocked, yeah, maybe it knocked things over or you know i'm just so wait times this is the important question here what were the ride wait go. times while the bear while, while this bear chase was going on in the back all right seven dwarfs mine train was a two-hour wait this was at 11 45 a.m Right. Peter Pan's flight was 110 minutes. That sounds pretty normal to me right now. <laughs> um, Space Mountain was 100 minutes. Buzz Lightyear, 85 minutes. It was 65 minutes to meet Mickey. The Astro Orbiter was 60 minutes. And the People Mover was 45 minutes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So people, I got to admit, like the Disney media were all over this bear. I mean, they were like, oh, yeah. It was like Bear Watch 2023. Josh, will Josh tomorrow be able to overcome this bear? Maybe he's the one that he was there. He wrangled the bear. Oh, I, I mean, I have to think that, like, as the head of Disney Parks, it is his job to deal with all bear related matters. Like, right. It's like an obscure clause in his contract that he was like, well, what's the odds that a bear ever walks in a Magic Kingdom? Do you remember that one time I said maybe we would have a bear one day? Look, yeah. that was here. <laughs> Sometime in the near future, maybe we'll have. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is Disney fulfilling what it says. All right, look, Josh, we'll give you the extra ten million you asked for in your contract, but we have a clause in here that in the event that a bear ever comes into the Magic Kingdom, you have to take it down yourself with no help from anyone else. <laughs> yeah, sure, ten million dollars. What are the odds of that ever happening? Ring, ring, Josh. You're never going to believe what just happened. Someone get a photo pass photographer over here. Yeah, get your safari gear on, Josh, because you're going. <laughs> Because we know you love wildlife. Yeah, because we know that you want to deal with the wildlife yourself. <laughs> we know that you <laughs> want these up close and personal experiences. We have let you, Josh Tomorrow, wrestle a bear with your bare hands. With your bare hands. There you go. Yeah. It's the only way to deal with a bear. You deal with a bear, you got to use bare hands. The Festival of Fantasy Parade is set to only have one performance per day for the fall as the Magic Kingdom schedule has been updated. So, um, yeah, uh, starting October 1st, the parade will only have one performance per day, uh, currently performed twice a day at 12 and three. The Festival of Fantasy will move to the single performance at 3 p.m. only. So I didn't even realize they were doing it twice a day. Hmm. I usually see the three o'clock one. Uh, the Mirabelle meet and greet is currently open in the Magic Kingdom, uh, along with her, you know, whole casita um, area. I love Mirabelle. Yeah, she's great. I mean, legitimately, like, I'm super into Encanto. You know, I could not believe that Mirabelle, the voice of Mirabelle is Rosa Mendez from Me Brooklyn Too. Nine -Nine. I like, know. My fiance told me that when we were watching it. I'm like, no. 
I know, same thing. Like someone told she's... me one time, and I was like, "What?" And then, um, is a Isabel Isabella is uh one of the girls from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, Diana Guerrero. She's Maritza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which she could totally play that character in live action too. Yeah, probably she might be too old now, but um, Isabella is my fiance's like favorite. She loves Isabella. So yeah, my daughter, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, guests at Walt Disney World can now step into the courtyard outside of Casa Madrigal to meet Mirabel from the hit Disney movie Encanto. Uh, the Mirabel meet and greet opened at Magic Kingdom in the Fairytale Gardens, formerly home to the Merida meet and greet. You can now find Merida at the Enchanted Glade Gazebo in Liberty Square. I'm glad they didn't get rid of Merida. Operating hours for Mirabelle at Fairytale Garden currently are 9 a.m., 9.45 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.15 a.m., followed in the afternoon by 12, 12.45, 2, 2.45, 3.15, and 3.45 p.m. So there you go. It looks like a really cool area. I mean, like, um, you know, the, the girl playing her seems like she's, uh, you know, got the character down. So, I mean, Merida. We have to do I, that. Mirabelle Merida, like the M names are like tripping me up today. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's is that going to be a definite stop for you on your next Walt Disney World trip? Is uh, I mean, Merida? I guess we'll have to see. Yes, I would like it to be, but we'll see what the wait times are like. Yeah, hopefully not. I don't too think crazy. the wait times. I didn't hear anything like figment crazy. Like, well, of course not. No, but yeah, you, you know, like anything new in Walt Disney World, obviously, is going to be you know crazy and right. have a complete and utter lack of anything resembling chill. Um, the Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party will be returning for 2023. Um, that is going to be in Magic Kingdom from November 9th through December 22nd. And it is um, it offers reserved fireworks viewing and a dessert buffet. There are two versions of the party, one with fireworks viewing from the Plaza Gardens on Main Street priced at $99 and one with viewing from the Tomorrowland Terrace priced at $114. Pricing is unchanged from last year. Now, I felt I feel like the the plaza gardens i assume that's the hub grass like i feel like that's the better viewing area than tomorrowland terrace i would think so also yeah so i don't i mean look I'm, it's you know only a 15 difference but i don't know maybe because of rain i know because if there's rain there's no fireworks so right <laughs> reservations open for this on september 28th uh so the episode will be out by then a valid admission ticket for mickey's very merry christmas party on the same night is required and is not included in the price of the dessert party so if you're a family of five then you're spending and you want to do this and the christmas party you're probably wow. dropping a g um yeah, so it's got, you know, whole it's got cheese. It's not just desserts with these parties, folks. It's like there's savory stuff too. There's like cheeses and charcuterie and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're not a dessert person, like I'm not really like a sweets like dessert person. I like desserts, but it's not like I'm not really into yeah, not super into that it. That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like if, if somebody was like, "Hey, would you rather have like this cheese pl-? I mean, you don't like cheese, but like if they were like, "Would you rather have this like savory dip and like chips?" Um, you know, and or this chocolate cake, I'd be like, all right, I'll take the chips and dip because yeah, me too. So I'll, I'll take the savory over the sweet anytime. I would always for breakfast give me an omelet over like pancakes or something. Yes, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I do love pancakes, I love French toast, love waffles, but you know, me too. Give, me, give me like give me like an egg sandwich, like Taylor ham, egg and cheese, and I'm I'm good to go. Or for you, a Taylor ham and egg. Um, no yeah. 
on a bagel, English muffin, or roll? Uh, my Cranford's best bagel order. Listen, I don't really eat bagels too often, but if I was going to do it, it would be Taylor Ham on plain bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup. Yeah, I do enjoy uh, no egg. No egg, just no egg. Taylor okay, ham just Taylor ham. Egg. Okay, and you say Taylor ham and not pork roll. Yeah, half of our Jersey listeners are yelling at you right now, and the other half are well, like, it's "That's funny. right, I'm vindicated." I grew up in a house that it was pork roll, but somewhere along the way, it just it's always been Taylor, Taylor ham. ham. Always been Taylor ham in my house. You know, we were at um, Winn Dixie recently, like food shopping, grocery shopping. It's a supermarket down here, right. and uh, we found Taylor ham. Like in the in like the burlap sack like that it comes right. in because like Publix has like the pre-sliced one that comes in like mm-hmm. the plastic, which is never as good. But like they actually and, you know, uh, we didn't get it. But like next time we go, I'm like, we're adding that to the list and we're getting it's it. It's funny because I can remember like my uncle, my I have relatives in Tennessee and I remember them coming up when I was a child mm-hmm. and then bringing back giant things of like, you know, pork roll because you couldn't get it down there. Now you the world's different. Sure. The world's different now. Yeah. And you can kind of get anything anywhere, you know, but when, uh, I remember when, when my cousin first moved down to take a job with Disney and the college program, my aunt and uncle used to send him Taylor ham. Like they used to like package it up in a package and like a care package. And it was part of it was Taylor ham. So folks, yeah, if you don't no, know what we're talking about, Taylor ham is wonderful. Look it up. Uh, it's it is just this <laughs> pork product that like you 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 fry with breakfast and it is just the great you'll never go back to like regular ham with an egg sandwich ever again if you try Taylor ham it is not wonderful for you though people no don't eat it in excess i mean moving don't away from it is Taylor ham yeah uh, Taylor ham is a big part of our like christmas because we have this tradition we have uh, christmas morning is the only day we have this thing called bishop's breakfast okay so it's um you take a uh, cubed day old bread and like butter shredded cheddar I think some egg as well and and like chunks of it's supposed to be ham, but we use Taylor ham and then you bake it in like a casserole and it's like the greatest dessert casserole of all time. Ah. Really, really good. Interesting. Yep. One time a year, Christmas morning. That's when we have it Um, with mimosas. All right. Epcot news. We have a lot of Epcot news. Like, seriously, I was like the Epcot news is why I was like, we have to do all news this week. That, okay. and, that and we're going to get off on a million tangents because we've been we've gone two weeks without doing a show and we're like yeah we haven't talked in two weeks which yeah. is the explanation for this episode yeah other than texting like you know right. like because um so our, our texts rarely go into Taylor Ham no no very rarely I mean like our phone conversations have gone for quite a while but that's usually only when something really big drops and even then I'm like we should probably save it for the show right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, the Journey of Water previews uh, have started for annual pass holders and DVC members, and surprise, surprise, Peter Mandel, it was an absolute mess. Oh, man, never saw that coming. Yeah, Disney has modified the queue plans for Journey of Water previews after initial hiccups. It is now going to be using a virtual queue system. Uh, so there's a new update. It's going to be using both a standby queue and a virtual queue. So um, they initially said that it would just be standby, and a virtual queue would not be available, but those plans changed in the first hour of opening day of previews when the mob showed up. <laughs> uh, Disney put in place a modified virtual queue, which required guests to join a really long standby line to reach a poster with a QR code that they had to scan to then get put into the virtual queue. But of course, the QR code wasn't working. 
So Disney abandoned the QR code and made the uh, made it a virtual queue process in the My Disney Experience app. Unbelievable. Yes. So a standby queue will be in place for the experience to ensure the best guest experience. A virtual queue may open for eligible annual pass holders during periods of high demand. When a virtual queue is available, you can join after entering Epcot using the My Disney Experience app. I mean, this should just be a virtual queue thing like for this like why why like not having registration for this was the stupidest thing they've ever done yeah like oh Walt Disney World people can handle it they'll be mature enough about this and not no they won't what what about the last like 20 years of Walt Disney World like like or or even yeah like the last like even 15 years with social media explosion have have led you to believe that Walt Disney World fans can handle this no it can't happen (sighs) Uh, new. So there is a um, new Spaceship Earth show for Disney's 100 for Disney 100. That is a new uh, light up show on Spaceship Earth with the LED lights. The new lighting sequence was created especially for the Disney 100 celebration now underway at Walt Disney World. Uh, it is set to a special orchestration of the classic song When You Wish Upon a Star. OK, like that. We have new reimagined Epcot merch stores like creation i shop. really like it yeah so the new epcot reimagined merchandise collection has been unveiled and i mean like you've got these like really cool button down shirts you've got these spirit jerseys i like the t-shirt with like the spaceship earth like on the in the that's, corner that's of what it. i want yeah i, I might need I you to get that, that for me yeah i might have i'll grab it for you um and then on the back of it it's got like nemo and olaf and figman and mickey and like it's just so cool which is funny because I didn't really love a ton of the 40th anniversary stuff. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I got like two T-shirts, I think. But other than that, I was like, meh. Yeah, they've got a um, a they've got lounge fly ear headbands, a Dooney and Burke bag, a mystery pin set featuring Epcot icons. Which, if you get anything other than Figment, you're probably mad. Uh, yeah, the the pins are Mickey, Minnie, Figment, Nemo, Crush. Remy, Olaf, and Stitch for some reason. Why Stitch? Because he's popular. He's not an Epcot icon. Highlight of the collection is the Spaceship Earth light-up figurine illuminating in vibrant colors. Did you see that? I did see it, but I just bought the... I bought the statue that has Figment in front last time I was there, and I feel like this is the same thing. They both light up just without Figment in front. Mine doesn't light up, but I have like the Epcot Spaceship Earth cookie jar. Right. We don't put cookies in it. It's just kind of like a centerpiece. But, you know, I can't justify buying this now when I already have that. I get it. Can't have two spaceship births in one house. No. Never. I have to throw one of them away. And how can I make that decision? I bought the cookie jar for my fiance for it for Christmas or for her birthday. I think it was for her birthday last year. Um, the Di- now, Disney 100 kiosks have been added to the Food and Wine Festival. Now, that does not mean 100 kiosks. That means kiosks specifically for the Disney 100. Um, so a new the new kiosks are Bubbles and Brine, which features a jumbo shrimp cocktail and a Jonah Crab Claw cocktail. So all, okay. thing, all things my fiance can't eat without dying. No. Um, then you have Wine and Wedge which is assorted artisanal cheeses and accompaniments, boars and fig and balsamic souffle, southern pimento cheese, and um, an artist palette of wine and cheese. So this is a no-go for Peter Mandel because it's all cheese. Correct. 
Um, so it looks like three, the first three, so three out of the four here are part of a meal's fromage montage. Then you have char and chop, which is roasted porchetta, a grilled impossible spicy sausage, and a meat assorti, which is a trio of shaved meats with baby arugula, pickled mustard seeds, truffle oil, and grilled ciabatta. Then there's um, coming soon swirled showcase, which signing is now up for. And uh, that is one of our that is one of our news items coming up soon. Um, it's not quite yet. A new Mickey and Minnie meet and greet has okay. been has been added to Epcot for Disney 100. Uh, Mickey and Minnie are back together at Epcot for a new Disney 100 meet and greet experience at the Imagination Pavilion in in World Celebration. Now Mickey Mickey has been meeting at the Imagination Pavilion for a while, and no one knew he was there. It was literally like we walked in to like go do the Pixar like um, short film festival, which is something we never do. Right. So we, we walked in there and all the, and Mickey's just literally standing there. He's just standing in the corner and no one's near him. Hey, guys. Yeah. And we're like, it's classic Mickey, too. So we were like, oh, let's jump on this. Like, you know, that was I mean, you could, no, they don't really advertise it very well, but they have since like built a whole set for it. Right. Um, so both are dressed in their platinum best for the Disney 100 celebration, which will last through December 31st of 2023. And what is well, the platinum celebrations only going to the end of the year? Do you ever do any of the Disney Visa meet and greets? Yeah. I I like them. I love the idea of it. I just hate when the line's like kind of long. Like you don't even know who it is at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They won't it, tell you. It's like, I come mean, on. I have, yeah, we've waited in the long line before and then turned the corner to see like Minnie and Pluto who we got last yep. time. And I'm like, ugh, yeah, because they and yeah. they won't tell you at the door either. I know. And that's my problem. And last time I went, it was Minnie and Pluto and it was cool. I actually did it with my family and Nolan was there with his uh, wonderful wife and we yep. kind of all got to do it together. But like the line was a little lengthy for like having no idea who's at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they take a lot of time with the the visa ones. Like the Star Wars one, I hope the Star Wars one is an actual character again because it was just a magic shot last time we were there. I thought I heard the Star Wars one right now is Vader. I mean, I I would go for that in a second. Right. Because, you know, Vader's usually got a line in the launch. What bag, was the so. magic shot? It was just like a bunch of like you standing next to a bunch of stormtroopers. We had talked about it coming on the last episode, but we are now it's now official soaring around the world is once again soaring over California. Yeah. So this is a limited time offering, according to Disney. I have a feeling it's not going to be limited time. I hope it's not. I really hope it's not either. I think this might be like when they brought the original Tiki room back, like from, you know, yep. under new management. And like we didn't know if that was a permanent thing, but, you know, except Soren didn't catch on fire. It, yes, Soren didn't get smited by the tiki cuts. Uh, so uh, yeah, it is it is back to uh, Soren over California with the original orange and pine smells coming back at you, not the elephant butt grass and the. Uh, yeah, can we the, just leave it like this? Yeah, can really like it's so superior. It's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> with the with the bent, uh, you know. Uh, it, Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. It's, it's insane. All right. So there's a new character mural, a sprawling character mural in Epcot on one of the uh, construction walls. Okay. So it is an expansive mural spanning the walkway from World Celebration to World Showcase. And it says, in honor of Disney 100, this mural showcases 100 of the most beloved characters from Disney storytelling. 
Enchanting newcomers and classic characters alike are waiting to be found with a few decked out in their D100 finest. And there's a lot of characters in here, 100 characters. Wow. So kind of like a Where's Waldo situation. So I'm sure many parent, many annoyed parents are standing in front of it while their kids have to find all 100. <laughs> uh, did you ever get Where's Waldo when you were a kid? No. Oh, I loved Where's Waldo. Yeah, I had like I mean, all. Cool. I had all the Where's Waldos, and I had like the Magic Eye, like you know. Yeah, like, loved the Magic Eye books. Yeah. Ethan loved them when he was a kid. Look through the picture to see the sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, rats. I'm not thinking of those. I'm thinking more like the. Um, you know, like the books where you like find like certain objects in the picture. No, no, no. Yeah, Magic Eye was like the thing where you put it to yeah. your nose and then you like slowly, yeah, you slowly bring it away and it like, yeah, creates like a, like you know, in like in Mall Rats when he's like, you're yep. supposed to see a sailboat. It's a schooner. Uh, I love Mall Rats. Such an underrated movie. Um, they are doing a sequel. Yeah, they were doing yeah, they it are. and then they weren't doing it and now they're doing it again. So. Okay, the Disney 100 Platinum Mickey statue has been installed in Epcot. It seems like all of the Disney 100 stuff is kind of centered around Epcot. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe they were like, it's got nothing else going right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's got Moana and a bunch of new stuff coming. So. so Epcot has unveiled a new Mickey Mouse sculpture as part of the Disney 100 celebrations. Um it says it was all started by a mouse. It's got a it's got the platinum Mickey on top of it. It's pretty cool. It's in front of a big 100. Has the Disney 100 logo on it. I like it. Going to take many pictures of it. All that matters. And it has Spaceship Earth in the background. So, you know, great photo spot. Perfect. I feel like if, I feel like this is a definite get for you. The Walt Disney Dreamers Point sculpture in mini size that has been released. Yeah, it's on Shop Disney right now, and I want to buy it in the worst way. I somehow yeah. have held off buying it. But I'm going to end up getting it. It's yeah. got to go in my Walt collection. Oh, it's 100%. Like, we have not seen the completed uh, statue yet, but this miniature version of the statue is, of Walt Disney just sitting there smiling and looking out at the world um, is now available. You can get it at the creation shop. So that was, and that's going to be a crazy photo spot, I think. Yeah. Signs are now up. We we talked about this a little bit before over at Swirled Showcase, which is in the the temporary Starbucks location that used to be at Epcot. Okay. So this is going to be a new soft serve ice cream location. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, and I, I mean, I love the name Swirled Showcase. That sounds great. I like it also. Yeah. Uh, replaces the former Traveler's Cafe, which has sat empty since Starbucks relocated to Connections Cafe and World Celebration. It's big, huge, you know, like new situation uh the swirl showcase menu includes mickey shaped liquid nitro cake soft serve in a waffle cone of either vanilla apple cinnamon and salted caramel apple cinnamon soft serve i kind of want that mm, why not i'm a big apple pie guy like i really like apple pie so okay uh a cream soda float with vanilla soft serve and a fanta grape float with vanilla soft serve grape grape soda with uh soft serve that's interesting hmm we also have for beverages a frozen apple pie and cinnamon apple cider. We'll see if it's actually apples. Every time Disney says apple cider, it's apple juice. Yeah, I know. So I have a, I have a, I have a feeling this is just apple juice with cinnamon in it. Uh, there's also a three daughters toasted coconut porter, a three daughters toasted coconut porter float with salted caramel soft serve, and a berry fizz 
Fragolino red sparkling wine float with vanilla soft serve. Never seen okay. a float with wine before. That's interesting. Yeah. I've seen the I, when they said swirled showcase, I was sure it was going to be Dole Whips. But, or you know, something similar. Right? I mean, they do te- they do typically have Dole Whip like over at um over by Canada at the connect at the port of entry or whatever it's called, right there. I should probably know. I'm host of a Walt Disney World podcast, and <laughs> <laughs> these things like like just pop out of my mind sometimes. Uh, Epcot hours will be extended during the 2023 Festival of the Holidays. Always my favorite time of year. Epcot will um, be seeing from November 24th. The latest calendar update confirms uh, it will be operating from 9 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. with early entry and extended evening hours increasing um, through 8.30 a.m. and 11 p.m. So it'll open at 8.30 a.m. for that and close at 11.30 p.m. on select days. The later closing time allows for multiple performances of the Candlelight Processional and the Nightly Fireworks Show. Epcot has recently been cutting back on longer hours during special events with the Food and Wine Festival no longer offering later later closes on weekends. You're, you've done the the Candlelight Processional at Epcot, right? I have not. Yeah, I we, we did it once. We saw the girl from Moana do it. And that, okay. that's a, I, that is a thing that I know so many people who are like, this is my Christmas tradition. I love it. I go every year. I go multiple times. I see different narrators. I'm never doing this again. I I mean I've seen it from afar and it looks lovely for other people. Yeah, yeah, and the music is nice, but I mean, like I can, mm-hmm. it's there's a million other things I can be doing. It's yeah, just, I, I, it's just not is, my thing. But this is one of the joys of Disney. There's there not everything is for you, exactly. and not everything's for everyone. So you know there there's options for everybody. I love and, it, and that is a thing that I wish the entire world would get about everything. Not everything has to be <laughs> for every single person. Uh, You know, like if you don't like something, it doesn't mean that other people don't. All right. The Walt Disney World Resort has been in a baby boom this year. We're going to Animal Kingdom news. And so we are talking about baby animals. One of my favorite things to talk about over at Animal Kingdom. New arrivals to Animal Kingdom. They're celebrating literally over 300 new animal residents. I'm sure most of them are 299 of them are naked mole rats and one is a rhino. No, I'm kidding. Uh, New arrivals include a rich diversity of species ranging from an eagle ray pup at the seas with Nemo and friends in Epcot to aardvarks and Red River hog piglets at Animal Kingdom. The resort also celebrated the arrival of more than 150 birds. Half of them are birds. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. It's just what Disney needs. Just a lot more birds. More birds. Hey, could be worse. Could be bugs. That is true. Disney's animals, science. Let me try that again. And that one snuck up on you. That was like like an assassin. Disney's animals, science, and environment team are highlighting the births of these endangered species through the association of zoos and aquariums, uh, species survival plans. Um, So some of the highlighted additions, Kilimanjaro safaris, uh, has you can now spot two playful heart and mountain zebra foals, cricket and dot. Um, So they like Cricket enjoys the water and Dot enjoys galloping around the savannah. You can find on Discovery Island a pair of adorable cotton top tamarind twins that were just born in June. Over at Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, a yellow backed duiker named Penny made her debut on stage after bonding backstage with her mother Pearl. Um, then you've got this basically looks like a deer at the Tricircle D Ranch, not an animal kingdom. This is a Disney's Fort Wilderness, uh, campground 
The ranch celebrated the birth of Pixie, a Shetland pony foal, distinct with her white coat. Beautiful, beautiful horse. Uh, Pixie is recognized as the first Cinderella pony of the year and is currently training to join the Cinderella carriage team because the Cinderella carriage is pulled by white horses. That's cool. I was under the impression that it was mice that had been magically transmutated into horses. But, uh, you know, maybe that just shattered a little bit of the illusion for me. And that's the news this week. Wow. A lot, a lot of news. news. We had a lot of news and we got a lot through of it. news. We got through it. You survived. Uh, I did. <laughs> now we got to record a patron show. Uh, <laughs> You'll survive that too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course we'll survive. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to add this week? I'm, I'm really glad you're feeling a little bit better. I know still a little sick, but I'm, it, it is a miracle that I got through this. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> uh, and now if I can get through the rest of the week, which is de- which is book deadline, it will be another miracle. Uh, all right. Well, uh, then that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. If you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out of our Rogue Comics over at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip anywhere in the world, but specifically Walt Disney World, uh, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. You can send them an email at show at awaywithmetravel.com. Talk to Justin and his team over there. You know, I'll listen to Justin on DDP today, I'm sure. So, you know, why not have him book your trip? I mean, he's great. He does a fantastic job anywhere in the world, and and, Walt, and specializing in Disney locations. I mean, not just Walt Disney World, but, you know, like all over Disney parks throughout the world. Um, and Disney cruises, of course. Um, Adventures by Disney, all that good stuff. And folks, for me, the Morning Monster YouTube channel. Check it out. Uh, we have not been able to update in two weeks. We have two episodes filmed, but I have not been able to record voiceover as of yet because, you know, I, I sound terrible. Because uh, Morty, Morty is also sick. Because Morty is also sick. Um, but please check it out over at youtube.com slash Monster for a great family-friendly, uh, you know, uh, Walt Disney World vlog that the enti- that parents can watch with their kids. Um, that being said, the Halloween Horror Nights episode might be a little scary for kids. So, um, <laughs> and of course, folks, my books, the Ross and Annie series, can be found online um, over at uh, amazon.com. You can find them in... Uh, ebook paperback and audiobook formats all of my other books can be found under the pen name vincent valentine that's v-a-l-e-n-t-e-a-n and those are you know haunted houses emp survival books detective novels all right well that does it for this week pete any closing words 100 kevin next week 100 kevin this week and uh, folks please check out our patreon over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse uh you know um we have tiers ranging from three dollars all the way up to fifty dollars a month uh, any little bit helps and you get some great bonus content for it. And please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.